twilight, these sisters discuss the paranormal and the unnerving. They are known as the Parasisters. Recording right now. Let me open Hangouts. Let me open my boxy box. Start recording. It is recording. All right. I don't know what I'm going to say. Um, Did you put on your dick-sucking lipstick? Shut up. Okay. So, three, two, one. Action! Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Rebecca. And I'm Tristan. And we are the Paris Sisters. Yes, we are. That's it. Um, I'm turning down the brightness on my computer because I notice a lot of glare on my glasses. Okay, so, um, I don't know. Should we just start or do you want to say anything, Tristan? A uh, little bit of business, I guess. We can always take care of that. Don't forget to like, sub- share, subscribe. Um, follow us on our podcast. You can find us pretty much anywhere po- where podcasts are nowadays. Um, and don't forget to follow us on our social media. Our links are always in the description. That's right. Because we're awesome. I like that. Yes. So, yeah. Do all that stuff. And uh, thanks for watching us. And hopefully you watch till the end. I think, Tristan, I've decided that I wanted to make this one a little bit more, like, lighthearted. So, okay. <laughs> it's not super serious. I don't even know if any of these things are actually real. But <laughs> I'm going to tell you the title. And it is... My title is... Legends and Myths of America. And so I literally did a search. Like, I had heard this on a podcast a while ago. And it was, like, um, myths from every state in the U.S., you know. And so I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. So I started looking it up. And a lot of them are really silly. And a lot of them are actually really similar to each other, which I thought was, like, so strange. So I picked um, just a few. It's interesting. I like it. To go through because I don't know we've had a pretty not great week so I thought I don't want to do anything too um you know heavy too heavy I agree yeah I think that's why I've been having such a hard problem picking my topic for this week because we have had a bad week and yeah I, I kind of am like I'm not in the mood for something heavy no, or something yeah. ghosty or so I'm like, what do I do? So, I, I know. know. It's terrible. But we must move on, move forward, and continue. So, yes, I'm just going to get right in. I don't think this is going to be in a terribly long episode, but I did pick um, a few of the legends and myths. I'm excited. This is of interesting. America. Some of them are like kind of funny. Like I don't know if you go and do a Google Google search of myths of the United States. Like literally every state has at least one. Some have several, and some are like a little freakier, and then some are kind of like that sounds ridiculous. Of course, <laughs> but I picked the ones that I thought sounded like um, they could be real, but we don't know. So let's just see. Okay, let's see I'm, what. I'm intrigued. Let's see what we think. So, I'm going to start with 
Alabama. So I would, I would like to say that my goal was to make this like a little series and I still might because it, it, it's a nice break sometimes from like all like the, like we said, the heavy stuff that we do sometimes. So I was going to go just alphabetical order. So I did start with Alabama <laughs> and okay. the myth of Alabama is something called, and I'm not joking. Okay. This is called the white Thang, spelled with an A, T H A N G. <laughs> and I was reading this and I'm like, oh, this is, I'm fairly certain, like a southern version of Bigfoot. So we'll see. So. Sassy, get in here. <laughs> Talking about your family. Yes, this, these are related to Sassy. <laughs> So, okay, Alabama. Um, so, the 1940s, uh, the white thang is reported to wander around. Um, apparently, a lot of people have seen these all the way to the 1940s, which is weird. So, um, I'm not familiar with Alabama, but between the areas of Morgan, Etowah, and Jefferson counties, this white thang can be seen. So, he is described as an eight-foot-tall white biped with glowing red eyes and if that's not enough to freak you out i don't know <laughs> so. so it is it's a it's a southern sassy it is a southern sassy but he's white and i don't know if that's um because it's really hot in the south and you want to stay in the trees more i don't know <laughs> maybe it's too hot for sassy down there um maybe the abominable snowman got lost oh maybe it's like a cross between could the abominable snowman live in a place like the south where it's so hot i don't know <laughs> i don't know either I don't but know. i like it so uh <laughs> so the legend has it that the white thing um can move extremely fast so like you're looking at it and it can like like the blur or flash or sonic i don't know any one of those things i don't know what the blur is but it sounds familiar, so I thought I'd say it. Um, and apparently, it is also known for an eerie screech that has the sound of a woman's scream. <laughs> Which kind of was like, what? <laughs> um, so, I did read a couple of... Now, this is the South, and I'm not saying anything about people in the South. But, we all know they like to tell stories. <laughs> but... One man, one man claims that he was in a graveyard and he, I don't know why he's in a graveyard. I'm thinking he's there at night for some reason. I don't know. But he sees the white thing and um, apparently he sees this but doesn't feel too threatened or afraid to sit down under a tree and take a nap. <laughs> So he saw this thing, he sits down, he leans against a tree, falls asleep, and when he wakes up, the white thing is laying down next to him, like, staring at him. Nope. And I'm just like, I I don't even know what to think about this, because I don't even know. <laughs> that is hilarious. I thought it was so funny when I read this. And apparently the guy sees it. And it doesn't, like, seem like it's going to hurt him or anything. And there's not even a conclusion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's go to sleep. You're okay. Uh, there's, 
there's no like conclusion to this story. It doesn't say like what the guy did or what the white thing did. Like it doesn't even say. <laughs> so I don't know what happens to this guy. Maybe there's white thing babies um out there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Creepy. Oh gosh. Um so <laughs> And uh, so another story is that a man is, um, he goes on like this trip and he takes the bus home to Alabama where he lives and he um, gets dropped off in the bus and he's like walking home and he's in this ravine, like in between like his property and like some, like the road, I don't know. So he's in this ravine and he hears like um, thumping sounds or like stomping sounds behind him. And so, um, he turns and looks and it's the white thing behind him. <laughs> and unlike the first guy, this thing starts chasing him. So he starts running away and the white thing starts chasing him. And, um, he apparently gets to a tree and climbs the tree. And this, I'm not even joking, Tristan, the thing, the thing... <laughs> falls on the ground and starts trying to gnaw the tree down. <laughs> like that's this guy's <laughs> That's this guy's claim. Like seriously, he's just, it tries to gnaw the tree down with him in it and um he actually eventually gives up and leaves, but by this time it's like three o'clock in the morning and the guy's like still in the tree <laughs> when the white thing decides to like go away. <laughs> What does the guy do? He climbs down the tree and goes home, apparently. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Why didn't the white thing just climb up the tree? That is the what I thought. I'm like, if a guy could climb the tree, then a thing that lives in the woods can climb the tree. Like, what in the world is happening? Yeah, and it's extremely fast. And I'm yeah. Extremely strong. That's what I because it's I mean seven to eight feet tall, so it's huge, you know. And right. so I don't even Unless know. Unless it has the strength of a two-year-old, I'm pretty sure it could probably climb a tree. And so, of course, you would have like the oh, this is just some southern guys are probably drunk on some past. No, no, <laughs> this is something. <laughs> sorry, tall your southern. Maybe you don't like paths. I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend. Um, I like Pabst, man. Hey, it's the blue ribbon. It's the blue ribbon. <laughs> Ma'am, PBR is the best. Okay? It is good for a cheap beer, let me tell you. That's what me, me and Patty used to drink a lot. Okay. Uh, PBR. <laughs> yeah. It's cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I didn't get any more first-hand accounts, but there are apparently a lot of sightings of this thing. Like, people will be like... Especially this one certain roadway, they'll be, like, driving or walking. Or, like, one guy was, like, riding his bicycle. And they will see this thing just standing on the side of the road. I didn't read anywhere else where the thing actually, like, gave chase to people or tried to, like, hurt them. <laughs> but it, it's, well, uh... What if this is some guy who just really likes Halloween? <laughs> it's just some random guy. And he, and he lives out there all by himself <laughs> in the middle of the forest area. Oh, he's like, I'm gonna fuck with these fuckers right here. Like, what? Right. <laughs> oh, man. Because at this point, you kind of have to think so. Because let me ask you this. I mean, if you're out to troll somebody, what would be the best way to have somebody lay down and take a nap <laughs> and wake up and you're all just laying next he's to him? Like, looking at him like... Looking at what you're <laughs> How you doing? Like, 
How you that do? That would be the best way to troll somebody just dressed in a costume. Oh, Lord. Lay next to them while they're sleeping in a graveyard. Yeah, I don't even know what the guy's doing in the graveyard. I don't know if it's in the day or the night. It didn't say, but I don't know. I'm just like, I can't even with that. I don't know. So. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so... Yeah, the white thing in Alabama. If anybody lives in Alabama, let us know if you've seen the white thing. <laughs> I really want to know. I'm curious now. Is this like a real thing or is it just some guy dressed up? <laughs> like just trying to like troll people. It's funny because I was going to do... It. I was going to do Delaware and um, Delaware has like this really famous swamp swamp monster. But in Ooh, this... Swamp thing. Yeah, but it like... In the 60s, like, this thing was seen, like, all over the place. And then a guy came out in, like, the 80s and said, yeah, that was me the whole time. <laughs> Although people claim that after, because he's like, I stopped doing it in, like, 64. But people still had claimed that they saw it after that. So I don't know what's happening over in Delaware. But <laughs> I think they, it's, they have a swamp thing. I think it's great that the guy came out and said, yeah, that, that was me. <laughs> I, was, I was doing that. <laughs> like, fantastic. It's awesome. <laughs> I want to meet that guy. <laughs> me too. I want to shake his hand. Totes, man. <laughs> number, number one troll ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that he was a troll before the internet invented trolls. So there you go. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah. So now we're going to go to Arizona and Arizona, you know, lots of natives down there and uh, yes. weird stuff. I don't know. So they have something called the Muggyun. The Muggyun. Muggyun. <laughs> Which is a weird name. It's funny because it's spelled M-O-G-O-L-L-O-N, but it's obviously a native word, so it's pronounced Muggyun. And they call it the okay. they call it the Muggyun monster, and so it is also a bipedal humanoid, which is also seven feet tall, and apparently it has inhuman strength. Um, I don't know how they know this, but they do, and its eyes are also wild and red. <laughs> and so now we have a southwest sassy. Yes, and so I put these together because I thought that, like, the similarities between them was so, like, it's strange, right? Like, why yes. are they so similar? So, I don't know. So, the difference is um, that the Muggian's body is covered with um, long black or reddish-brown hair, um, except for its face, its hands, and its feet. So kind of like I'm picturing, um, you know, Harry and the Hendersons. So right, it sounds more like a traditional. Sasquatch. Yeah, it's like a Sasquatch, but he doesn't live in the trees, forest. the forest. Yeah, he lives in the desert. I guess it's a desert sassy, like like sassy over there. I don't. Where does this desert sassy hide? There isn't. I don't know. I don't desert. know. I think he lives in caves or something. I don't know. So um. A lot of people that have seen this have also reported a strong, pugnant odor described like dead fish or a skunk with bad body odor, if you can even imagine. 
Just my sassy usually smells good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, or it could smell like decaying peat moss and the musk of a snapping turtle, which I thought was oddly specific, to be honest with you. I have never smelled the musk of a, sa- of a snapping turtle. Listen, you know I love turtles. I've never had my nose up in a turtle's business to, to, know, to know what it smells like. But maybe it's musky. I don't know. <laughs> If anybody has a snapping turtle, tell us. <laughs> yeah, get up all up in that business and let us know. Yeah, yeah. You you sniff your turtle and you tell us what it smells like, please. <laughs> please. I'm, Send I'm, us I'm... a video of you sniffing your oh, turtle. Oh, so yes. We have factual evidence of this happening. Dude, if someone sends I us... I need facts. If someone sends us a video of them sniffing a turtle, I will legit put it up on all of our social media, like for real. <laughs> Like, you're going to be, we're not very popular, but you will be on our YouTube channel. Promise. (laughs) All right. Just make sure to wash your hands afterwards, because I know they got that, uh, what's it called? Salmonella. Yes. Uh, All right. So the stories of the Muggion, Muggion, it's a weird word. I'm just going to call it the monster. Stories say that this monster is nocturnal omnivorous and very territorial and can sometimes be extremely violent. (laughs) And uh, so it's generally reported to um, walk with wide inhuman strides, leave behind footprints that measure 22 inches in length and which is almost two feet. I'm like, that's pretty long. That's like this. Yeah. Of course they don't really have the the camera. You don't have a reference, but yeah, (laughs) I'm like, it's long. Um, it also can mimic birds and other, like coyotes and other wildlife, and it emits an unusual whistle sound. <laughs> Apparently, it also likes to explore campsites after dark and build nests out of pine needles, twigs, and leaves. <laughs> okay. Which seems weird, but I, whatever. <laughs> um, so... I don't know who's saying these things. Like, uh, it hurls stones from locations that are hidden from view. So, like, let's say you're hiking along and all of a sudden a stone will come flying, like, past your head or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, it's creepy. I would have to say that is creepy. It's a little creepy. This is also a little creepy. So, it is also said that it decapitates deer and other animals prior to consumption (laughs) i don't know why but that's what it does (laughs) so in in numerous reports so lots of reports the monster um is said to emit a blood curdling scream sounding like a woman so just like the white thing (laughs) it screams like a woman in distress apparently (laughs) Which, I'm sorry, in my mind, I just heard, like, <laughs> the sound of, like, and I picture it coming from, like, a Sasquatch. It's like those horror movie screams. Yeah, like, ah! And it's like a big old Sasquatch. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> oh, gosh, okay. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, gosh, Okay. And I have that picture in my head, in my head, like yeah. this giant sassy, like just running. Ah. Just like... <laughs> oh gosh! Okay. 
so, so apparently there are accounts that uh, describe an eerie silence prior to people seeing this thing and an, a, an unnatural stillness in the woods um, that commonly would happen with a predatory animal, like a wolf or something like that. Um, so reported sightings range from um, the Mug- Muggian Rim, which is Pres- like Prescott to Williams, and then southeast to Alpine, south to Clifton, and northwest back to Prescott. So it's like a, a triangle or like a, a rectangle. I don't know. I don't have a map of Arizona in front of me, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so the the oldest documented sighting of this monster was reported in 1903 in an edition of the Arizona Arizona Republican um, in which a, a man named, well, I assume it's a man, but I don't know, I.W. Stevens describes a creature that he saw near the Grand Canyon as having long white hair and matted beard that reached all the way to his knees. Um, it did not have clothes on, so he's thinking it's not a person, obviously. Um, it had talon-like fingers. Fingers. <laughs> and uh, its claws were at least two inches long. And apparently he was able to inspect this thing, and he noted a coat of gray hair nearly covering the body um, with here and there, here and there, spots of dirty skin showing. <laughs> I don't know who got close enough to one of these things to see that they're... <laughs> I'm honestly going to say that was like a really old viner. Yeah. just decided to call it <laughs> just like... and just like blurred out in the wilderness. He just like is stumbling <laughs> around and comes upon a, like this guy. <laughs> like like, that's what I'm honestly going to say. Like, that's what it is. Like, he just, and then, like, and, then, gonna, and then the guy starts inspecting him. Like, <laughs> like, what's going on here? What are you doing? Uh, it's terrible. Okay. Um, it's like this really old man with, like, really long fingernails. And he's got all arthritis, like, so his hands are all. Yeah, he's got, he's like. Um, and then so later this, uh, guy, I.W. Stevens says that he, that after he discovered the, the creature, he saw him drinking two, the blood of two cougars and it threatened him with a club and screamed the wildest, most, most unearthly screech. So it was like drinking blood and had a club. (laughs) I don't know why it's funny. I don't. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) Why does it have a club? What is it, a gay man? Apparently it is. Uh, Because by all accounts, Sasquatch is an animal. Yes, but why would it have like a tool or something? Like, that's smart. That's like, that goes beyond just, oh, I'm a whatever Sasquatch is. run into like this huge sasquatching sasquatchian village and it's got like all these beautiful houses and they're all wearing clothes oh my gosh that would be fantastic <laughs> but they're, they're nothing like we thought i mean because you know oh gosh in 19 what is this 1903 or 1901 they have a club so i mean they, they evolved from that so 
Those are those, like these ginormous that are like they're like Atlantis, but they're like in the middle of the forest. I would literally love to see that. With all these extremely hairy people just like going about their lives. Yeah, they got like mom. They're like going to work with like their briefcases. Shouldn't <laughs> oh, have a damn train. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> all right all right so another early documented site sighting was um recounted by a cryptozoologist named um don davis so during the mid 1940s he was on a boy scout trip near payson arizona um of which you know he apparently saw this and he gave this account later on so this creature was huge. Huge. Its eyes were deep set and hard to see, but they seemed expressionless. <laughs> his face seemed pretty much devoid of hair, but there seemed to be hair along the sides of his face. His chest and shoulders and arms were massive, especially the upper arms, easily upwards of six inches in diameter, perhaps much, much more. I could see he was pretty hairy, but didn't observe really how thick the body hair was. The face and head were very square, square sides, and squared up chin like a box. So this thing is a box head, apparently. <laughs> it's like... That's its head. Um, like Steve out of, a, out of Minecraft. Yes, exactly. He's a Minecraft Sasquatch. Um, uh, <laughs> so apparently, um, another Arizona re resident, resident, resident named Marjorie Grimes of White River claimed that she saw the creature a number of times between 1982 and 2004, and she describes the creature as tall, black, and walking in big strides. And um, apparently a number of people on the Fort Apache Indian Reservation have also claimed to see this creature. So, again, a lot of people have seen it. I'd like one day just to have some, some pictures or video evidence. That'd be fantastic. Right. Me too. Yeah. And it's weird how uh, similar it sounds to the white thang. Yeah. You could have that southern twang. I mean, twang. it does come in different colors, but it's does sound like the white thing very much. It's the white thing. Or, you or know. White, white thing. Thang. Thang. Gotta have the southern twang. Thang. I don't, I don't know if that's just a southern thing. I don't know. The thang. These are hilarious. <laughs> Aren't they fantastic? They are fantastic. <laughs> that's why I love them, because they're hilarious. <laughs> I don't think that any of these are true, necessarily, but... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Again, if someone lives in Arizona has seen this uh, Muggian monster, let us know. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. For real. <laughs> I get pictures or videos. I, I definitely am interested to see. Me. Because I can't discount what people have seen, especially when you have multiple witnesses over time. Yeah, I don't want to call you know anybody I mean? a liar. I'm not saying you're a liar, but maybe lay up off the peyote for a while and see what happens. <laughs> Just saying. We got, Just the, we got the pats and the peyote. We know what's going on. <laughs> Quit distilling your cactus. I mean... <laughs> 
don't drink that moonshine just yet. It's not ready. <laughs> uh, um, all right, so now we're going to move to Illinois. Illinois? I don't know. Illinois. I call it Illinois. Illinois. So this took me a minute to find because I saw it on the list. And here's... Andrew printed this out. It's so tiny. But this is the list of uh, mythical creatures. And I saw this on the list. And I'm like, ooh, I've heard of Enfield. And I'm sure you have too. <laughs> I actually have. Yes. So uh, that's why it took me so long to find this. Because I t you, when you type in Enfield into Google, of course, you get the um, the hauntings. So... I had to do a little more um, in-depth searching. But this is called the Enfield Horror. And this is a little creepier, um, just in general. I didn't know we were going to be talking about prostitutes. <laughs> the whore. The whore. The Enfield Horror. The whore. I say whore, thank you. Whore. <laughs> you got to throw in that jersey. Whore. You dirty whore. Dude, I know all the dialects, okay? <laughs> oh, God, people are going to beat me up if they see this. I'm like, there's... Jersey going to be like, Rebecca. <laughs> well, I, I've now upset people from the South. <laughs> and the Southwest, I might as well... I don't like the East very much. i got to be honest with you, so I don't care. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> Come on. What's up? <laughs> okay, seriously. <laughs> Oh shit, what are you doing? <laughs> Is his face horrifying? Colton just scared oh. the shit out of me. <laughs> That's awesome. He's hiding behind my wall over here and Khaleesi was meowing at somebody. And I look up at Colton's face. Because it's dark in my house, obviously. You can see yeah. that. And so it's just my light here. I don't know, backlight in the kitchen. But my light was shining on Colton's face, and he is the albino Sasquatchian. <laughs> so, <laughs> and oh. so it was really, really bright. His face was. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Great. Sorry. Go ahead with your. Um. Oh, your that's whore. my whore, my whore, my en Enfield horror. A horror of Enfield. Not okay. Um, so on April 25th, 1973, um, a guy named Henry McDaniel uh, was the first among the first to have claimed to encounter this Enfield horror. Horror. I don't think he was looking for a lady of the night, so. Uh. <laughs> Well, he could have been, but we don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna assume anything. Okay. So, at about 9:30 at night, uh, Henry and his wife had just come home, and um, they come in the door, and they're greeted by their two children, Lil and Henry. And um, right away, the kids start to tell them a tale or a story about how something, a thing had tried to get into the house by scratching on the door. <laughs> so Henry, um, I guess he, I don't know if they didn't believe 
the kids or what. He didn't even check. But apparently, not very long after, he hears a peculiar scratching on his front door. And he, I think he expects it to be like a dog or a cat. And um, so he opens the door. But what he sees is not a dog or a cat. (laughs) So what Henry opens the door to see was a creature that has three legs, a short body, two little short arms, and two pink eyes as big as flashlights. (laughs) I think that's like this big. So this is a... He is not a bipod. He is a tripod. Yes, he is a tripod. He has three the three legs. I don't know why I picture... I, I feel like there's like a cartoon that I've seen of something that has three legs like this, but I don't know. <laughs> um, so I, this, think I, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't know what it is, though. So I'm gonna, I might have to look it up when I get off here just to see. Oh, I think, I, I'm thinking of um, American Dad, that alien that lives with them. Listen, Roger freaks me out. He's so creepy. And he's he a car- he's a cartoon. I don't even know why he's so creepy. Creepy on so many levels. Yes. Creepy on so many levels. Listen, I don't like that show as much as I like, let's say, King of the Hill. But it's a good show. I like it more than I like um, Family Guy. So <laughs> watch American mm. Dad. I don't like Family Guy. You can't. The, the funniest part about Family Guy is how mean they are to Meg. Right. I, I love Bob's Burgers. I've never seen that. It's anyway, hilarious. what are we doing, Tristan? Okay, so this... Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening anymore. Okay, so this thing is um, four and a half feet tall and is gray in color. And it was trying to get into the house. <laughs> so, of course, this guy, Henry, is horrified and terrified by this thing and he slams the door rushes to grab a gun and a flashlight and apparently he is able to fire his gun at the creature four times and according to him when I first when I fired that first shot I know I hit it the beast hissed at him and uh, most sources say that it sounded like a wild cat. So I don't know what a wild cat sounds like, but I think we all can imagine. Um, did you hear Nessie? I did hear Nessie. He said, Row. Um, and then it, so it, it gets hit, it hisses and it proceeds to run away in long leaps across the yard. And, um, I'm assuming it's getting dark. So he loses sight. Um, but apparently this thing's running towards the railroads, the railroad tracks. And apparently like this crop of trees that's behind the railroad tracks. And, um, Sorry, I'm just shocked by what I just read. So he is adamant that he saw this thing cover over 50 feet in just three leaps. So these these are like huge. And it's a tiny thing. It's only four and a half um, feet tall, you know. So it's tiny, but it has like these huge like leaps. Um, So apparently this guy is like freaked out enough that he actually calls the police. Uh, Yeah. 
<laughs> Although I'm not sure what the police are going to do. I don't know if that's the right way to go, but that's what he did. So the police come and they do like a little investigation and it's the state troopers. So uh, they're a little more professional, I think, than the local, the local hillbillies. <laughs> and uh, so they uh, discover a series of scratches in the siding of his house, of the guy's house, and footprints that are similar to a dog's, but it has six toes instead of four toes. And two of the tracks were four inches wide, um, while the print that was left by the smaller foot was um, smaller. So the smaller, the third foot was smaller. So the two, I'm assuming the two front feet, I don't know. You know those cars that have the two wheels in the front and the one wheel in the back? Yes. So this is what I'm picturing in my head. I don't know if it's the other way, like one arm in the front and then two in the back. I don't know. But... What? It was a really big nail. Um, but... This is... So, the, yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Shit. But the it's one tripody foot was smaller than the other two. I think that's what they're saying. Okay. So, okay. a lot of cops that were, that were, you know, that were told of this were very skeptical, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, they, don't, they don't believe this guy, even though apparently 30 minutes away... There was an attack on a small boy, and apparently the this creature, who had a very similar description as Henry describes, rips the clothes um, with claws, like, off the kid's, like, arms, or, like, off of his body, um, while the talons on its toes shreds the kid's shoes. So, I, it, like, attacks a kid, apparently. <laughs> I don't, I don't think anything happened to the kid, but his clothes got all torn up some, for some reason. It's just, I, you know what this sounds like, Becca? Honestly, is like a um, like a messed up kangaroo. <laughs> That's missing a leg. Well, I mean, no, it has the two legs in the front and one in the back. Like, a tail? like a tail? Like a tail? Like, but it's messed up. Like it's, it was like malformed or something. Oh, interesting. Maybe it is. Cause and four... kangaroos have really big eyes. They have short front legs. Yes. And they're not, I mean, some of them are kind of tall, Maybe... but some of them aren't. Maybe it was like a, like a malformed willoughby. Listen, willoughbys are so, f- or wallaby. Willoughby. Wallabies. They're so cute. I want a wallaby. <laughs> But yes, I like it could be that because wallabies do have like claws, like they could scratch you. Yeah, with so, their back and their, their bottom and their top, they both they both have lot like big sharp claws. Yeah, so so even though this kid's attacked and this Henry's you know reporting this happening at his house, nothing comes of it. It pretty much whatever. However, poor Henry, uh, on May sixth at three a.m. He encounters the creature again. So apparently he wakes up in the middle of the night at three, um, which the dogs next door, his neighbor's dogs, were what woke him up. And he goes outside 
and he sees the creature loitering near the train tracks again. <laughs> and apparently, I don't, I guess it just stood there and they kind of looked at each other until apparently, and it's interesting that you said kangaroo because they say that the thing casually bounced away. <laughs> Dude, he, like, seriously hates this Henry guy because he shot at him. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to F you up, man. (laughs) He's just coming. Watching his house, like. Yeah. He's just coming and flexing on him. He's like, what? He's like, what, what? (laughs) I got you. I got you, man. (laughs) Um, How weird. This creature sounds weird. It does sound weird. So, uh, Henry later says, I saw something moving out on the railroad track, and there it was. I didn't shoot at it or anything. It just started on down the railroad track. It wasn't in a hurry or nothing. That's what he said. Then um, after this word of the Enfield horror gets around and apparently like all these people start flocking to Enfield, Illinois to see if they can catch this creature (laughs) or see it or whatever. And apparently it causes like quite a bit of issues because I'm thinking it's not a big town and here's all these people and. Right. They're messing everything up. So, I. Interesting. It doesn't say what um, years these happen in, but also on May 6th, it could have been a different year. I don't know, but it's coincidental that it's on May 6th. A guy named Rick Rainbow, who was the the director of a radio station in um, Kokomo, Indiana was in the area searching with three of his friends, and I'm assuming they were searching for this this thing. Um, when Enfield whore. Yeah, his whore. A dank whore. Uh, when they see something that's about five and a half feet tall, gray, and stooped over, running through the woods near an abandoned house, which um, apparently is nearby Henry's house, <laughs> And so, apparently, this this thing moves with unnatural speed and quickly vanishes from the foreman's sight. However, Rick does claim to have recorded the creature's eerie shriek as it ran away. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, <laughs> see if I can find that. That'd be cool. Yes, that would be awesome. Um, so apparently there was an investigation done by oh, the world-renowned cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, which I don't know who this is, but apparently she, or he, that could be a man, I don't know, um, is said to have heard the creature's cries before. Um, but even with all this, it it died down, you know? <laughs> like, I don't think a lot of people saw it But after this, but Lauren told the press... Um, I traveled to Enfield, interviewed the witnesses, looked at the siding of the house, the Enfield monster had damaged, heard some strange screeching, banshee-like sounds, and walked away bewildered. So, (laughs) that's what's said about that. What kind of cryptozoologist are you? (laughs) I didn't even bother checking it out after that. I was cool. (laughs) I was bewildered, but who gives a shit? Yeah, who who cares? Who even cares, really? <laughs> Facts, evidence, come on. What kind of cryptozoologist, whatever that? Which is not even actual, like, a real, real science, by the way. <laughs> no, yeah, that's... Because, because cryptids are not something that is specifically... 
um, well, they're been found to be real. Yeah, they're not acknowledged in the real science world. So. <laughs> not yet. I mean, which I'm not saying that they don't exist because I believe that there is a million things out there that we don't know exist that do exist and people have seen. Dude, I totally think that too, actually. So, uh, in so way before this, between the years of 1941 and 1942, there was this thing called the Mount Vernon creature, and it apparently extremely similar to the Enfield horror. And these were sightings in the small village of Mount Vernon, um, which is, ironically, it's less than 40 miles away from Enfield. But these encounters also involved a mysterious leaping beast that terrorized the local people. And is apparently responsible for a number of animal deaths and mutilations in the region. And so uh, the locals there called the creature the Mount Vernon Monster and described it as being vaguely baboon-like in appearance and able to leap anywhere from 20 to 40 feet in a single bound. Which sounds very similar to what Henry said. Um, However, this creature apparently is usually compared to the devil monkey, which I'm not sure what that is. Because I don't if it's similar to the Jersey devil. Yeah, I, I, when I heard that, I wondered, because I don't know. I didn't bother looking it up, but it, apparently it's it's more similar to that than the Enfield monster, but who knows? It could be the exact same thing. We don't know. <laughs> I think the, simla- the similarities are interesting, that's for sure. We may never know. Yeah, exactly. We probably won't, because, I mean, really, if by now people haven't gotten this on camera, I kind of don't think they're going to. <laughs> right. I agree. Who knows? With all the technology out there nowadays. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, come on, come on. All right. So this is my last one, and it's a little longer because I think this one is actually more of like, it's weird. It's not creepy. It's not scary. It's just really, really strange. So we're going to go all the way over to Maine and we're going to talk about the specter moose is what they call it. So, um, it's 1891 and this guy named Clarence Duffy of old town, Maine, who's a hunting guide and he's working around lobster Lake And he apparently sees an extremely large white moose. Um, He apparently did not get close enough to shoot at the animal, but he could see it and see that it was a white moose. But apparently it was so big and like, I don't know, just odd that it really like horrified the guy. Like he was like traumatized by this moose. (laughs) So, um, he goes and he starts telling people about this moose, but they don't, uh, believe him. They laugh at him. They think he's like, I don't know, drunk or something. But a few months later in Bangor, a lumberman who is, uh, named John Ross was also at Lobster Lake and he also sees a big white moose. So now that they have two sightings, people are kind of like, Okay, so there's a big, giant, white moose walking around, right? So, after this, nobody sees this thing again. um, Until 
a New York City sportsman. I don't know what kind of sportsman. His name was Howard Van Ness. Um, he not only saw the moose, but he actually shoots at the moose. And this is um, now 1892, so over a year later. Um, and this occurs 30 miles northeast of Norcross, which I don't know where that is, but... Um, apparently these guys were hunting and they're all from New York. There's four of them. They're hunting when Van Ness is separated from, um, the rest of the group and he sees this moose and shoots at it. And then later he describes it as, um, weighing a ton and as tall as a camel with a magnificent head and antlers. Um, apparently he shoots at the moose, like I said, and he actually hits it right above the shoulder the moose lets out a deep bellow and grunt before charging at Van Ness, who takes shelter beneath a tangled mass of fallen trees and branches. And apparently the moose circles and, uh, like, runs at him and jumps once or twice and then finally, like, just leaves the guy alone, which is pretty lucky because the moose can actually kill you. Yeah, they're extremely mean, too. Oh, yeah. They're mean and they're territorial and they're... Even if it's not, like, as big as these people are saying, like, moose are huge. Yes, they are. And if it is as big as he's saying, damn. Yeah, so people are saying that this specter moose, uh, which they call that because it's white or light gray, and it's about 10 to 15 feet tall, which is huge. (laughs) And apparently it weighs nearly 2,500 pounds. And it has these immense antlers, which are 10 to 12 feet across. So um, a fair comparison would be um, a male moose in Maine at that time would weigh about eight to 900 pounds and stand about six feet tall. And their antlers would also be around four to six feet tall or wide. So this is like nearly double the size of a, of a regular moose. So it's like two regular moose, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the story like gains a lot of attention. The New York Times like prints an article about it in 1899, and some more people see it in the following years. Um, so in 1901, a hunter from Boston spots the moose near Chairback Mountain in the Katahdin region, which I don't know where that is either. I should really look at a map before I do these things. <laughs> but maybe if somebody's from Maine, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but that's the last time for a lot of, like, several years that people see this. So in 1906... George Neeland of Sherman, Maine, came close to the moose when he was apparently bicycling down a road between Sherman and Makawahawk. Makawahawk? <laughs> I don't know. At first, he thought um, that it was a horse, but as he gets closer, he is surprised to see that it's a white moose. And so this white moose, which is immense, starts charging at him, and he is forced to climb a tree to, to safety. And apparently the moose, like, in, checks out his bicycle and then um, just vanishes into the forest and is not seen again, apparently. <laughs> 
So, in addition to its massive size, a lot of reports have described the moose as glowing faintly and having the ability to simply disappear and walk through solid objects. And uh, a lot of hunters that have seen this say that they're never able to get near enough to take a shot. And when they were able to, the moose, though hit, was completely unhurt. So we're talking like the first the first sighting was like 1891 and now we're into eight, 1917 i don't know how long moose live <laughs> i don't either but it seems like kind of a long time i'm like so um you know all through all these years it's seen a and few accounts this thing has been shot twice or more right well right like what <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it's not really seen, it's seen a few times, 1917 is the last time it's seen for years until of course it's seen again, um, which I'll get into a little bit, but they, the article did say that, I know you're probably thinking this is just a regular albino moose. Right. (laughs) And yes, albino moose do exist. They're extremely rare. Um, and that's that's what a lot of people think it is is this they're albino moose because apparently there's an area of Ontario Canada that is called the white moose forest and it has an uncommon amount of white moose which they also call the spirit moose but okay. the difference here is that apparently albino moose have pink eyes much like people I'm pretty sure <laughs> have like a pink tint to their eyes when they're albino and the specter moose clearly has brown eyes so it doesn't look like an albino moose except for the fact that it's white and then also you have the ginormously huge size of the moose which is uncommon but uh, you know like it, it may not be an albino moose it just might be a white moose but I mean Everything it might not be albino, so if he has brown eyes, that would explain that because there are such things as like white deer who are not albino. That's true. You know, they're they're just white, like a white stag, which is also um, considered a spirit animal because you don't really see them all that often. Right. <clears throat> and the Native Americans would not kill them because they were white. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, and they were just white. They weren't of the albino, you know. Yes. I don't even know how to say that, but <laughs> persuasion. They weren't of the albino persuasion. <laughs> the albino persuasion. Yeah. They were just white. Yeah. So it could have just been a white moose. It could have been. And I don't know. It's odd. It's an odd story. Yeah. So the reason I, I thought this one was weird was because um, when I was reading and it's like, oh, it can disappear quickly, like it just randomly disappears or it seems to be able to walk through like solid objects. <laughs> That's kind of weird to me. I don't know. <laughs> um, so before I get into the other sightings, apparently there is a condition that um, moose that are infected or infested with winter ticks. Um, sometimes it makes their coat look lighter, like a lighter color and um, could be part of the reason why people are saying oh it's a white moose but it's really not however they do point out that this condition um 
does cause the moose to obviously rub up against stuff, which rubs most of their hair off. And the, the moose actually end up looking skinny and emaciated, which obviously is not the description of this giant white moose. Right. But really, no matter what, apparently the locals up there take this moose extremely serious. Like, they're like, this is our moose, and we believe it's true. <laughs> so, right, Which it could be true. I mean, they probably did see a white moose. Yeah, no, totally. And he may have been giant. Probably because, like, just because moose on average are this size, that doesn't mean that they're always that size. You know That's what I true. Mean? So it's weird. Because, I mean, like, you get gigantic, ginormous grizzly bears. Yeah, that's true. Above normal size. You yeah. Know. Yes. So it could be something like that. Dude, it totally it could. Weird. It totally could. I don't know what's going on in Maine. Okay. But, uh, so also this time span is what's kind of weird to me because now in 1932, there's another rash of sightings. And then again in 1938. So, um, in 1938, most of the specter moose sightings were seen in the forests of the Chesuncook region along the west branch of the... I don't even know why I'm saying these things. I don't know where any of these places are. But it's the Peno, Penobscot River. Penobscot. Um, and so one report came from a hunter by the name of Houston who um, apparently got a really, really good look at this moose when he came along a herd of about 16 moose with um, that had three males, and they were watching over the rest, which were females, obviously. Um, two of the males were large, healthy, but the third was of a si- great size, making the others look like pygmies, <laughs> and was of a white luminous coloration and apparently when Houston turns his back for a moment and then turns back around the white moose is completely gone apparently vanishing without a trace how odd it is odd it's odd that it would be with the herd that's odd to me Um, I think that's odd I mean that's moose behavior (laughs) yeah but it's odd that this weird like I don't know. I feel like if I'm, if I'm this is going to sound stupid, of course. If I'm a moose, I, there's like this big white moose. Like, why, as a male moose, why would they stick around? Like, I don't know. I don't know how dominant male mooses are. Because, like, with, like, elk and stuff, they will have one more than one male. But usually the males are all juveniles. They're not adult mooses. Moose elks. What am I even talking about anymore? They're not adult elks. They're all juveniles. Right. So I don't know if it's the same with moose. I don't know that much about moose. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know either. But it's interesting. I mean, even to have, I guess if it went the same way, to have two male moose in one herd. Yeah. But I would assume that you probably would especially if it's a herd of 16 you'd have to have more than one male Uh, that's true that's a lot that's a lot of a moose is it just moose is that the plural for moose is moose i mooses mooses is it neat mooses mooses i've just coined that it's mooses it's mooses mooses. (laughs) okay (laughs) 
Um, so other stories are apparently even more bizarre, like a group of hunters near the Molenkus River in East Central Maine kill a large moose, right? So they, a large white moose. And afterward they, um, do what all I think hunters do. They slit its throat and then they hang it overnight, obviously to field dress it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that they could skin it and dress it the next day. Obviously they're waiting for the blood to drain out would be my guess. Um, so they go to sleep, but when they wake up in the morning, the white moose is gone. <laughs> like it was hanging in a tree and they wake up and it's gone. Um, apparently in the dead of the night, the dead moose vanishes only to show up later walking into their camp with its throat still cut. <laughs> And the hunters apparently shoot at it again, but the mute moose is unfazed and walks away. And then it's later seen near Ashland, which is 90 miles north, at um, which time it is shot at again with no effects. So What the hell's going on with this moose? I don't know. It's like a crazy moose that won't die. Right, because evidently he's like 60 <coughs> years old by now. Yeah, exactly. It's super old. It's been shot like 17,000 times. It's had its throat and cut. It had its throat cut. <laughs> and it's totally fine. <laughs> so, uh, some of the local legends are that, um, or the tales that they tell, is that the moose is only really seen when something bad is about to happen, which allegedly happens in Franklin. Someone sees the moose, and then the restaurant burns down. The town's restaurant burns down, <laughs> and that's in oh, two thousand. And that's in two thousand two. So I don't. Oh I don't know if that's the last time this giant moose is seen, <laughs> but that's the end of my story about the moose. That's insane. It is insane. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on with this moose? I don't know. I don't know either, but it's weirding me out. It's so weird. Although, although I I think that moose are beautiful. I love moose. And I will, and I would love to see one in real life, not up close, of course, because they are extremely mean. They're temperamental. That's true. They are very temperamental, and they are very like, you don't go near them. You don't go near. Yeah. Their, they're very territorial. And Especially they if they have babies. And they will stomp you to death. Like they are mean as shit. But I'm like, I really want to see this white moose. This extremely huge white moose. I'm Dude, I want to see this moose also. Like, I'm like, whoa. Nobody I know. I'm like, we should go to Maine and just okay. kind of walk around the forest and see if we can see this white moose. Yes. Listen, I always want to see a moose. Like, I, every time I see, like, little ponds and, like, a, a meadow and it's, like, late at night or, like, you know, dusk or, like, early in the morning, I'm like... Oh, maybe I'll see a moose. I never have, ever. Yeah. Well, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, the story is very cool. But the hunters that actually killed it, I don't know if I believe that one. No, it's insane. Like, I don't... Because by all accounts, this moose would not... If it's unfazed by bullets, was it just lay down and pretend to be dead? So you can sort of throw them it's, and hang them up? It's just tricking that. And, it was tricking that. <laughs> and how did they... There's no way without some kind of police system that even uh, four men could probably lift this moose up. So, 
I don't. He is twenty five hundred pounds. So I don't know if they even were saying that it's like a huge white moose or that it was just a big white, like a regular. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It, because I'm going to say that even four grown men would have problem unless it's my four sassies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But because they're all ginormous themselves. Um, but like four regular grown men, I think would have a problem lifting a regular moose. Dude, I just don't even know what to think. Without a pulley system. Because, you know, I'm... I am of the the mindset that if it's more than one person that has the exact same story, to me, it's more believable. But we are talking about hunters. Hunters and fishermen maybe don't always tell the truth about, about their hunting story. I caught a fish that was 5,000 feet long and it weighed 10 million pounds. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. So I exactly. it for 10 days. <laughs> I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. Ten days I caught this fish. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. Honestly. I know. And, and I don't know. Like, I don't discount that it may be real. And maybe it really was just some kind of genetic freak of a moose. Well, and then I'm like, if it's was seen in... 1891 and then in 2002 like that's quite a bit of time apart but if it maybe it's just it's babies well yeah if it did have some kind of weird genetic defect how do we know that it didn't pass it on to like its children you know so so it's offspring i don't know this is but that is that is Maine's. that is their creature their their mythical creature I mean, I guess it's better than the Mothman or the Jersey Devil or Chupacabra. Yeah. Or yes. Life thing. What's up, thing? I'm gonna say that if I see, if I'm in Alabama and I see the white thing, I'm gonna be like, "What's or up? What's up, thing?" <laughs> yeah, that dang whore. <sighs> oh gosh. I don't know what's happening. The horror of Enfield. <laughs> Listen, I was looking like um, in Nevada, like their mythical creature, your your guys's is, it's like a. Let's see if I can read it, cause it's, it is a freaking. It's called Tahoe Tessie. In the lake, in Lake Tahoe. Yeah, of course. But I'm like, obviously, it's some kind of it's, a relative of Nessie. Nessie. It's a Nessie cousin. <laughs> it's a Nessie cousin. Uh, Colorado's is the Slide Rock Bolter. I don't even know what the hell that is. If they're weird, yeah. But I did, I um, actually, when I was looking into lore for one of my other cases. Yeah. Um, I did run into Tahoe Tessie. Yeah. I really did. <laughs> and I was like, it's Nessie's cousin. Nessie's got a cousin in Lake Tahoe. It must be rich. You guys can't hang out by the wall right there. It startles me, but. Yes, we're on a podcast. Tell him to get a job. <laughs> She's 10. What can she do? Oh, okay. You're right. Well, our podcast is pretty much done, so. <laughs> Um, actually, I, uh, got, um, I was reading our comments on 
our YouTube channel. Oh. And there is one from a lady named Amy. What up, and Amy? She, she loves your ding dong. <laughs> our ding dong episode. Oh, shit. And she's like, she said that, uh, pretty much she says that it sounds good. She's like, she can't eat them, of course, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I said that we have a lot of fun in the podcast. And she likes the family interruptions because it kind of keeps it, you know, Totes. going. Yeah, and uh, our family of Nessies and Sassies. And Sassies and Nessies. Oh, man. And uh, so, but she did comment, and she is watching her videos. And shout out to you, Amy. That is freaking awesome. What's up, Amy? It's... I didn't even know that she was commenting. So, thank you, Amy. Keep that up. Yes. Yes, because we, we do have a lot of fun, and we'll keep doing it. Uh, like Rebecca said, at the beginning, we have had a very rough week. Um, so I was very glad to have something lighthearted to listen to today. It's very nice. <laughs> oh man, it um, cracks me up. After we uh, take care of some business that we have to take care of in our family, we will be back on a regular schedule. It's just very hard right now because we have a lot of stuff going on. So yes, I think we both were just uh, we're playing blah this week, so. <laughs> We didn't even know what we were doing. I had no idea what I was doing until yesterday, and I'm like, I'm going to just and do I like it. The, I like the idea of this becoming a series. You know what I mean? Just like three or four states, of, you know, every once in a while or whatever in between cases. Yeah, and totally. I think it's awesome. Just something, like, funny, because most of them, I think, are extremely humorous. So, if... I agree. <laughs> and if y'all watched this, hopefully you did, and you liked it, Give us that thumbs up and let us know that you liked it so that we can do more because there are uh, 46 others that we could talk about. And there, like I said, some states have multiples. So, and if you live somewhere, well, I'm assuming you live somewhere, but if you have a local store, or if you live nowhere, <laughs> if you live on Mars, if you have any local stories, let us know. Maybe we'll try to do some research and add it to our little, our show here. So, yes, yes, most definitely. And always like to share, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, and our Facebook page. Um, That's right. We don't ever, we don't ever kick everybody off. Um, sometimes we don't follow back on some of those things because we just get caught up. And sometimes I have like 15 people who follow in one day on Instagram because that's what I'm in charge of. Um, <laughs> Tristan saying that people like her more. <laughs> no, not necessarily. Instagram is easy. You just gotta, you just gotta post like cool pictures every day. You know, uh, Twitter is a yeah. little more political, so it's harder to get followers on Twitter. Which we did get a follower on Twitter, by the way. It popped up on my notifications. Dude, I never see any of this stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so far out of loop. I don't even know what's going on. I am the uh, editing side. <laughs> I edit all of our videos. She does. She records um, all of it because they have the software to do it. So they record all of our videos. They um, edit them and upload them to YouTube. And they get um, uploaded to Anchor for our podcast, too. So That's right. So check those out, too. But I always, yes. I always want to recommend watching the YouTube videos because you never know what we're doing. <laughs> you have no idea. I could randomly just start picking my nose and you would have no idea. Right. I, I won't because yeah. that's weird, but still, <laughs> you never know. But we're a bunch of goofballs on both sides of this. So. <laughs> Dude, I'm a psycho. That's okay. 
I've come to terms with it. It's fine. I think it's okay. I'm I'm a nerd. I'm, we're both nerds. We're nerdy people. It's fine. Yes. It is what it is. It's all that reading that we do. We love to read. We like to watch documentaries. We love paranormal. So. Yes. So if you like that too, make sure you're watching and following and doing all that good stuff that you got to do so that you can see yes. our new videos coming out. And uh, yes. again, thank you, Amy, for commenting and watching our videos. I do appreciate it. You're now the only yes. the second person to comment besides our family members. No, that's not true. Uh, one time Raw Edge Paranormal. Who follows, oh, that's right. Who follows us on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, she also commented. And you guys, check out her videos because they're very, very cool. Listen, she is. She finds abandoned buildings and she, and you do, some of them are haunted, but she finds these wonderfully beautiful abandoned buildings and she explores them and it, her videos are fantastic. So please yes, watch us, watch her. Um yeah, because she's amazing, actually. Yeah, so. I have actually watched a few of her videos, and I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> I told her she's crazy. Right. So <laughs> she goes by herself. <laughs> yeah, she's nuts. Uh, but yeah, check all those out. Make sure you get our podcasts everywhere that podcasts are. And I think we're done. Yes. Are we done? We're done? We're done? I think we're done. Okay, we're, we're done. done. I think we can wrap this one up. It's a wrap. A wrap. You don't see it, but I do the action. So now I'm going to say, it's a wrap. All right. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to go. We'll catch you all on the flip side. And you all stay creepy. Peace. As always. Yeah, for real. Peace. <laughs>